The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. We thank you, Father, because the heavens are open over this place. Lord, we thank you for every life that you have brought into this place today. Everyone joining us about the internet, everyone that we step foot in this service, Lord, we ask that you do that which eyes have not seen. Lord, do that which ears have not heard. Do that which has not even begun to enter into the hearts of man. In every life present in this place, spring forth a new thing to the praise and glory of your name. Honor and glory we give unto you, Lord. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We want to know the way of your glory. Come along. We want to know. Following the teachings for, for the past three weeks, um, we, we started by looking at um, faith, right? And last week, we looked at what? Didymus, the doubting Thomas. In other words, we, we dealt with doubt, you know? And, you know, and, and interestingly, today, we are looking at bold prayers. And in, if you collect everything, those are the things you need to work on water. You need faith, you need to get rid of doubt, and you need bold prayers. Bold prayers. Peter saying to Jesus, if it is you, tell me to come. I mean, that is a bold prayer. Praise the name of the Lord. What if he says you should come on water? I mean, isn't that risky? I said bold prayers. Um, some pastor, um, Craig Groeschel, says that what you pray for reflects what you believe about God. He says what you pray for reflects what you believe about God. What you pray for tells the story of what you believe about God. Now the question is, what have you been praying about this season? As, as we began to fast, what have you been praying about? What, what have you been praying for? Check, stop, think. What have I been praying for? Apart from the, the, the prayer um, points that have been distributed, well, that we prayed, and, you know, I don't know if it was distributed or not, but we prayed the first week and, and all that. Apart from those prayers, ask yourself, what have I been praying for this season? What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. It shows your heart about God. For some people, what they've been praying for this season is that Arsenal will win a trophy. That's their prayer point. That Arsenal will win a trophy at last. I don't know. Maybe God is interested in that. I don't know. For some, are praying for whatever club they support. That's what they are praying for. And you see, yet for others, what they are praying for is that God will remove the pimple on their face. Lord, please let this pimple be roasted by fire. In the name of Jesus it's funny, but that's what some people are praying for. And I'm not saying God is not interested in those things. 
I'm not saying God is not interested in the people on our face. Of course he is. I'm not saying God is not interested in, in whatever bothers you. Of course he is. But you see, it, it, because this prayers originate from you, it's a reflection of how you view and see God. So if your prayers are selfish prayers, it shows that you believe that God exists for you. Check your prayers. If it's all about you and how you can get promoted and how God can bless your spouse your, or your wife or God can promote your husband and God can make sure there's no, there's no tight budget in this house and God can make sure that, uh, you know, if, if all you are praying for is yourself, it shows that you believe that God exists for you. You see, I have news for you. God exists beyond you. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to say it's not about me. Say that ten times. It's not about me. 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 Amen. If, if your prayers are small prayers, it shows that you lack faith in God. If your prayers are as small prayers, it shows you lack faith in God. If you, if you rarely pray, if you don't even pray, if you, well, you pray, but you, you pray. We gave the example last week. You only remember to pray once you are you're halfway done eating. You say, oh, Father, I'm sorry for forgetting to pray. You're always sorry for forgetting to pray. Bless the one in my stomach and the one on the table. In Jesus' name. Amen. It means you don't really believe God answers prayers. And if you don't pray at all, what does that tell us? It shows us that we don't even regard God. You may believe him, but you don't regard him. And, and, and for some of us, we, we, we say... Like a lot of people are saying in this part, in this country at, at the moment, that is everything prayer? The answer is yes. It says, oh, is it prayer that will save Nigeria? The answer is what? Yes. Without prayers, this nation is, is gone. Totally gone. I've said that before several times. Without the prayer of God's people in this nation, Nigeria is gone. Am I saying faith without works? No. If you follow the teaching carefully, there's a place for works. But you see, it's, if it is not held together with the fabric of prayer, any life, any home, any nation, any church that is not held together by the fabric of prayer is going to disintegrate. Praise the name of the Lord. So, what should I be praying for, Pastor? Since you've just yapped my club, what should I be praying for? You should be praying for great things. You should be praying bold prayers. How do you know you're praying for great things? How do you know you're praying bold prayers? It's simple. The question, if you can answer this question, what will happen if to the world, if God answers all your prayers, all your prayers on your current prayer list, what will happen to the world? For some people, nothing. Only that I will have a bigger house. I will have a bigger car. I will have a beautiful wife. For those trusting God for a beautiful wife. If you have a wife already, she's beautiful. In Jesus' name. Don't say you have a wife, but you see, pastor says, I'm trusting God for a beautiful wife. No, she's beautiful. For those trusting God for a great guy, I have a good husband. Then what? Praise the Lord. So, how do I know I am praying great prayers? What will happen if God answers all your prayers now? What will happen to the world? What will happen to Nigeria if God answers all your prayers now? What will happen... To, to the world. So, so it's, it's to challenge us to begin to pray bold prayers as we enter into the season of the videos. 
and, and the week of the God Revealing Service, I want us to begin to pray bold prayers. Prayers that if God were to answer, the whole of Lekki will be transformed for Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Prayers that if God were to answer, the whole of Lagos State will feel the impact of your life. Prayers that if God were to answer, the whole of Nigeria will feel the impact of your life. Prayer that if God were to answer, the whole of the world will feel the impact of your life. Bold prayers. Everybody say bold prayers. So if, if you are going to make a huge difference in this world, you have to learn two things. You have to learn to be bold about prayers, prayer, and you have to learn to pray bold prayers. If you're going to make a difference in this world, you have to learn two things. Number one, you have to learn to be bold about prayers, be unapologetic about prayers. Number two, you have to learn to pray bold prayers. You have to be bold about prayers and you have to pray boldly. You have to be bold about prayer. You have to be bold about prayer. You, 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 and it starts with the little things. You, you go to a restaurant with your wife and you both pray at home before you eat over your meal, right? And you go to the restaurant and the food is served and, 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 and you're both sitting down under the candlelight looking at your beautiful wife and you want to pray and you're like, they're looking at us. Who's looking at you? Pray! Just pray! I'm not saying it should be a nuisance. I'm not saying you should go with your shekere and tambourine and begin to do uh, prison worship in the restaurant. I mean, God has not sent you to do that. But honor God the way you will do in your home. I mean, I, I, I learned this lesson working with great people. People that know God. I learned this lesson in my life working with great people that know God. My mom is one of such. She's here. Sitting in front. She's bold about prayer. Before I got saved, I used to be a little rascally, a little. And she would be praying for me in the kitchen. I'll be hearing her praying for me. I, 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 come on, am I the devil? Why is this woman praying for me like this? I've seen my grandmother pray boldly in public places. I've, I've, I've been in a flight before. I've shared it with you guys. And, and, and I sat beside an old lady. And back in the day, I mean, I, I, I still do. I, I, when I meet somebody new, I sit beside you on the plane. If I'm going to be with you for six, eight hours, I need to know who you are. So I ask the Lord, who is this person? And when I shake somebody that I meet for the first time, I'm shaking the person. I'm asking the Lord, who is this person? Just for fun. And God will tell me, this person is this. And he's always right. It always surprises me. He's always right. Shouldn't I be surprised? <laughs> so I said to the Lord, who is this person? And he said to me, she's a missionary. I looked at her. Old, frail, white lady. I said, I didn't hear this one well. You know, you have to give yourself some allowance when you want to hear God. I said, this one is not correct. So, I stepped off. She was struggling with her seatbelt. I helped her with her seatbelt. And the journey was coming to an end. She had a few things. She wanted to take something here, take something there. You know, if you have home training, you're sitting beside an old woman, you become the errand boy. You know, so I helped her do this. I helped her do that. And, you know, and at the end of the flight, she, we just got talking. And she was telling me how she has been a missionary to Calabar since she was 16, she's 80-something 80, 80 at the time. And she's retiring. She's going back to Texas to retire. I was shaking. Missionary sitting beside me. Since she has been serving Jesus, she doesn't have a husband. She gave her life to God. Since she was 16, she was 80-something. I was in... Paid employment, I was far from being a pastor. And she said to me, 
the plane had landed. People were beginning to take their luggages. And she said to me, young man, and she began to prophesy, God is going to use you. And she held my hand and she began to pray out loud. Father, use him maximally. Use him to the fullest. And everybody was looking at us and I was like, cool down. <laughs> Stop talking like that. Everybody's hearing the prayer. You know, she didn't give a damn. I learned a lesson. The people that know God are bold about praying to their God. It's the people that don't know God that are apologetic about prayer. They're, they're sorry, I'm praying. No, 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 no. You're not going to be obnoxious, but you're going to be bold about prayer. Everybody say bold. You have to be bold about prayer. Then, not only should you be bold about prayer, you have to be you have to pray bold prayers. You have to pray bold prayers. Pray bold prayers. Elijah prayed bold prayers. Elijah said, the God that answers by fire, let him be God. He called down fire. from. That is a bold prayer. What if the fire didn't come down? What would have happened to Elijah? Dead man. Elisha, his, his servant, took his mantle. He got to Jordan. He struck Jordan. And he said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Bold prayers. And Jordan parted. Joshua, he was in battle, fighting God's battle. And the sun was setting in the valley of Ajalon. I hope I got that right, Bible, Bible scholars. And Joshua said to the sun, Son, stand still. I have people to kill. And the Bible says, the sun stood still. Ah! Bold prayers. Bold prayers. Everybody say bold prayers. Jesus, of course, he was an epitome of bold prayer. He got to the tomb of Lazarus and he said, Father, I thank you because you always hear me. Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came back to life. Bold prayers. As if you are facing things in maybe your homes, maybe your businesses, maybe your careers. God is saying to you, you need to face those things and pray bold prayers. And when Jesus left, all his disciples were filled with bold prayers. Peter and John, which is where we're going to spend some little time. They were going in Acts 3 to pray. And they met a crippled man by the gate, the beautiful gate. Gate called Beautiful. And the man was asking for arms, was begging for money. And Peter and John they looked steadfastly at the man and they said to the man, silver and gold we have none. But that which we have, we give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. Wow. And the man, <coughs> sorry, stood up and walked. The man stood up and he walked. And that singular act got Peter and John in trouble. The man was walking and that's it. I thought the whole community should be happy. But some people were not happy. You see, when you pray for prayer, some people won't be happy. I mean, but there's nothing you can do about it. And they imprisoned them. They imprisoned the people that just healed someone. That person has been with them for decades, perhaps. And they are angry that the person was healed. Or rather, that these people healed. Was it a Sabbath? I don't know what their issue was. And they brought, in chapter 4, Acts of the Apostles, John and Peter out. And they said to them, stop preaching in the name of Jesus. Peter said to them, is it better for us to obey God 
of all to be you. Boldness. Since we will not stop preaching in the name of Jesus. For there is no salvation in any other. And there is no other name under heaven. Verse 12. Given unto man by which we will be saved. So when they saw, they were going to kill them. But when they saw the miracle, when they saw the people that were, that were gathered, they flogged them and they sent them away. And in verse 23 of Acts 4, the word of God says that as soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and the elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers, everybody say all the believers, all the believers lifted up their voices together. Everybody say together. In prayer to God. I, you see, and this is so instructive. So, so instructive. People think, oh, why do we, have, why do we lift up our voice and, and, and in church and pray so loudly? It's scriptural. Why do we have to pray together in unison? It's in the Bible. They lifted up their voices together, all the believers in unity. When the church comes together to pray in unity about issues, those issues God attends to. Many times, I mean, we've had a lot of testimonies of when we've had daily videos, we've brought baskets out, and people have brought the names of their loved ones that are sick, right? And the church lifts up this voice, and we pray for those people. What happens to those people? The testimonies we hear, God heals them. Praise the name of the Lord. God responds when his people pray in unison. And, and, and that's what we're going to do this week, throughout this week. That's what we're going to do. We're going to pray bold prayers. I want you to think about your life. What are the bold prayers that you need to be praying right now? What are the bold prayers you need to be praying? We're going to lift up our voices together to heaven. And pray those bold prayers. And we will see the answers in Jesus' name. What did they pray? Verse 24. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. And they went on to say, why did the heathen rage? And the people imagine a vain thing. And they established a case before God. And in verse 29, they said, now, O Lord, Hear the threats and give us, your servant, great boldness. Everybody say great boldness. Great boldness in preaching your word. Number 30, stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So, they prayed for two things. Their bold prayers were about two things. They prayed for great boldness. I mean, what they demonstrated was that of boldness. It was boldness. I would think they had boldness already. But you see, you need to keep praying for boldness. You need to keep praying for boldness. In fact, they didn't just pray for boldness. They took it to another level. They prayed for great Boldness. That was the first thing they prayed for. And the second thing they prayed for, in summary, was miracles. Lord, stretch forth your hands. Stretch forth your hands. So, let's take the first one. They prayed for great boldness. Now, O oh Lord, hear their threats and give us your servant great Boldness. Great boldness. You and I need to pray for great boldness as believers. We need for, to pray for great boldness to stand for truth. To stand for truth in our workplaces. To stand for truth in the government. Some of us are in government. 
Oh, some of us, we are not in government, but your uncle is in government. And you know he's a thief. And you are seeing him tomorrow. Are you going to ask for help to pass you some of the loot? Or are you going to speak the truth? I know this is not very popular, what I'm saying. Oh, yes. Not very popular at all. At all. You know, I had a friend. His cousin became governor. And he said to me, Femo, it's our time to chop. You know, and this is a this is a rational, decent, educated person, and is actually a believer. It's easy to to point fingers at the government, right, and abuse the people, right? But what are we doing? We are afraid. We are afraid. The guy is afraid that if this opportunity passes him by, everybody that's been going there have been chopping. This is now our own time to chop. If I say I'm standing for righteousness and I don't chop, we need to pray for boldness. I would say boldness. We need to pray for boldness. We need to pray for boldness. There's so much going on in this country. You see, for Nigeria to change, we've heard it over and over again, but we're going to say it again. For this country to change, you and I, every one of us that are called Christians, we need to stand. And for us to stand, we need to be bold. It's easy to read this story and see the apostles are standing against those bad people, those Sanhedrins, those Pharisees, those all the seas. But what about you and I? What about you and I? We need to stand for God. That's what they are saying. Give us boldness so that we can preach. In their context, is preaching. In, in your context and my context, in many cases, is standing for God. Give us boldness so that we can stand for God. Give us boldness so that we can stand for God. Give us boldness so that we can speak truth to power. Give us Boldness. Give us boldness. Give us boldness. There, there's literally no one in power in Nigeria currently that. I cannot get to in one, two, three, four contact chains. There's nobody from the president to anybody in power. There's nobody in power today that I want to reach today that I, I, I will know somebody to call that will call someone that will reach him. Now, why am I saying this? I'm not saying this so that you say, oh, pastor is connected. No, no. I'm saying this so that you will know that so there are people around us that actually have access to speak the truth but are failing to speak the truth. So what are they doing? We are all analyzing. Oh, hashtag bring back our girls. Oh, all saying, in fact, you, you know, there they are just 50 girls. They are not 200. Oh, there are 250 girls. Oh, there are 300. It's more than 200. Oh, there are 500 girls. Truth. Boldness. I was a boldness. Now, you may say that, oh, Pastor, if I stand, I'll be the only one. Who says? The way God works is that you are not the only one hearing this message. That's how the Spirit of God works. You are not the only one. For every Elijah, God has 7,000 others. That was the 7,000 others. 7,000 that have not bowed down to Baal. 
7,000. But you see, one thing about boldness is when you pray for it, God will give you. When you pray for boldness, as I'm going to pray for boldness today, God will give you. For some of us, we need to confront, for some people, they need boldness to confront their wives. Their wives have become terrorists. When she enters the house, the husband's knees begin to shake. You need to pray for, I will say, boldness. For some people, it's the other way around. It's their husband. For some people, it's their children. Some teenage children, they are in charge of the home. The parents are the ones being parented. But the children, you need to pray for boldness so that you will take your place. And you can apply this down and down and distill it down in every area. We need boldness. I would say boldness. We need to pray for boldness. So the first thing they prayed for was for boldness. Because they knew that they can't achieve anything without God infusing them with boldness. So they prayed for boldness. The second thing they prayed for was for miracles. They prayed for miracles. Let's be honest. Most of our prayers are little prayers. Most of our prayers... A lot of our prayers really don't need God. Really. While it is good to pray that God will take you to work safely and bring you back. And you should pray that because God is interested in that. But there are many people that are not praying that God should take them to work and bring them back. I did not go to work and coming back. But it's God that is still bringing them. My point is this. Let's pray for things that if God does not answer, it cannot be done. That is a miracle. A miracle is something that only God can do. Someone that has a physical challenge, a health challenge, and takes it to God, and the doctors cannot help you, and God heals you. What is that? A miracle. And miracles are breaking forth in this place in Jesus' name. Next week, Sunday, there's going to be an outburst of the miraculous in the mighty name of Jesus. And we are not afraid to pray for miracles because we know that God is able you know, the, the way they started the prayer is it's amazing. They said, Oh, sovereign God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. They, they, were they saying that so that they can, you know, psych God? Were they saying it so that God can, they can remind God that maybe God has forgotten that he's the creator of the earth? Oh, ah, I was the one that created it too. No. They were saying it, even though they were saying it to praise him, it was also for their own good. They were saying it to magnify God. When you say, when you sing the song, be magnified, O Lord, be uh, exalted, or we lift your name higher, how high can your hand go? How high can you really lift his name? Not really high. But it's fine, it's a valid prayer and praise. Because by the time you've lifted him high, it's for your own good. Praise the name of the Lord. When you connect to him as the creator of the heavens and the earth, you see that there's nothing that is impossible with him then you can ask for miracles, believing. When you know that there's nothing God cannot do, then you can ask for miracles, believing. If you, if, if you take your car keys and, and that, that baby that has been trying to get our attention since, if you give her or him your car keys and you say to the baby, go take this car to Ajay and come back, what will happen to the car? Nothing. Because the baby cannot do it. But when we come to God, the maker of the heavens and the earth, and we make a demand from him. He says, I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too difficult for me? We have to believe God. And he says, they said in, in, in verse 30, stretch 
forth your hand and heal. I'm praying today that God will stretch forth his hands in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. That in every area of your life, God will stretch forth his hands and do the miraculous. And, in, you know, in talking about bold prayers, overcoming doubt, having faith, asking God for the miraculous, and all and on and on and on. It's clear that still some people don't believe in miracles, or some people don't pray for miracles. So the question is, why don't people pray for miracles? There are three main reasons why people don't pray for miracles. I'm, I'm, I'm going into them because I want you to pray for miracles this season because you are going to see miracles in Jesus' name happen in your life. I want you to release your faith. The, the first reason people don't pray for miracles is because they just don't believe. So, but the truth is, if you have been following the teaching from three weeks ago, if you haven't, please get the CD and listen to it. Please listen to them before Sunday. Because on Sunday, by the grace of God, there will be no hindrance in your way. In Jesus' name. Some just don't believe. They don't believe there's a God. Those that believe there's a God don't believe that God is interested in them. They don't even believe that God... Why would he do miracles? Some people say, okay, miracles are, are in the Old Testament... Miracles are in the past. That's a lie. Praise the Lord. I have seen miracles in my life. Miracles upon miracles upon miracles. And I'm sure if you have, I'm not talking about the miracle of sleeping and waking up. We thank God for that. If you have seen a miracle, tangible miracle in your life, put up your hand. Put down your hand. For those of us that didn't lift up their hands, you will be part of those that will lift up their hands next time I ask. In Jesus' name. I have tangible miracles. In fact, for us to be here today is a miracle. Total miracle. October Last year, beginning of October last year, we didn't even know that this was going to happen. We didn't even have the resources. Total miracle. So, if, if you've never seen a miracle, you are sitting in one. <laughs> even right now. Praise the Lord. So get the tapes, believe. The second reason why people don't pray for miracles is that they don't want to be disappointed. We've prayed for miracles before. We don't want to be disappointed. I want you to listen to the message of faith. We answered that there, in that message, two weeks ago. The third reason why people don't pray for miracles is that they, they don't want to make God look bad. If I pray now, I believe God, I love God, I know I'm going to heaven. Let's just leave it like that. If I ask God for this thing, and people know I'm asking for God for this thing, and God doesn't do it, you know, God is going to look like a weak guy. So let's not just go there. You see, but God is able to defend himself. The word of God says that they that know their God will be what? Strong and they will do exploit. In fact, sometimes we Christianize, we Christianize it. We say, if it is your will, oh God. We give God an escape route. We don't step out and say, like Esther said, if I perish, 
I perish. We don't step out and say, God will heal me. So, Pastor, are you saying that everything, every miracle you have asked God for, God has done? Nope. But I'm still believing that we do them. I am not going to give up. Praise the name of the Lord. I have seen enough that he has done to empower me to believe him for the ones he has not done yet. Praise the Lord. In fact, one of the my very first times of, you know, I, I, I served in the north. And, and it saddens me, I mean, hearing those things in even those villages that I know that we've gone for evangelism back then. I think things going on in the north. And I would go and pray for hours in some wilderness. There's some LCCN church, abandoned church there. Weeds have grown in the church. I would lie down there and pray and pray and pray and pray. That went on for I don't know how long. I, 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 I could touch the presence of God. It was so real. God was, the power of God was overwhelming to, on me. So I got a call one day. They told me, oh, this guy that is always preaching to us, there's someone here that is dying. The guy was almost dead. And he came to call me. And I said, they should go, I'm coming. I said to the Lord, this is the time. <laughs> For you to manifest your glory, Lord. <laughs> so I went. I don't know all of them out of the room. What Jesus did, right? <laughs> and I prayed for this guy. Of course. I felt God's presence. I felt God's power. I prayed my heart out. And the guy died. I prayed him to heaven. <laughs> I almost backslid. I almost, I almost, you know, one thing about me, I'm, I'm an absolute person. What I'm not doing to do, I'm not going to do it. What I'm going to do, I'm going to do. So I said to God, I left the place in shame. I mean, while the people didn't look, sit that way, it was me that was sitting that way. I said to God, hey, you set me up. <laughs> Those were my exact words to him. You set me up. You knew you were not going to heal this guy. And you now make them call me. Why didn't you make them come when I was not there? You just embarrassed me. In fact, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> so the first dead person, I, the first dying person I prayed for actually died. So I know what it is to be heartbroken. I, my, my, I was shattered. But you see, God was taking me on a journey. The Spirit comforted me and helped me through that depression, deep depression. Several people have prayed for that. I even in worse states than that guy have lived and are still alive till today. Praise the name of the Lord. What am I saying? Simple. Faith that is rooted in God can handle a no from God. Faith that is rooted in God can handle a no from God. Faith that is rooted in God can handle a not yet from God. Because your faith is rooted in God, your faith is not rooted in God's ability, in, 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 in his hands, in, in, in his gifts, in his miracles. Your faith is rooted in his person. Faith that is rooted in God can handle a no from God. So I needed to learn that, family, look, 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 it's, it's, it's not about you. That's why when people come to me with very complex problems, I pray very simple prayers. You know why I pray very simple prayers? I have learnt it is not my shouting that heals the sick. 
It is not my shouting that delivers the captive. It is the power of God. So simple. So I do my own. Okay, oh, I've done my own. Oh, and he does his own. Isn't that a simple transaction? They are clapping for Jesus. A good place to pray. That's a, that's a very simple transaction. I do my own. He does his own. Simple. So you, you, you faith that is rooted in God can handle a no from God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were going to throw them into the fairy furnace. And they said to the king, listen, O king, the God that we serve is able to save us and to deliver us. But if he doesn't, we want you to know, O king, that we are still loyal to him. Is your loyalty going to change because what you have prayed for is not happened yet? I want to encourage you today. Let your loyalty to God be unshakable. And you will live to testify that God is faithful. Praise the name of the Lord. Let your loyalty to God be unshakable. And you will be able to say, I have seen the Lord. Goodness is mercy and come. I have seen the love, goodness. Hallelujah. Praise. Oh Lord, you have been so. You are so good to me. Father. Every day, oh Lord, you are, you are so good to me. In my what both things do you need to start praying for right now? What things have you set aside that you need to bring back? And hold on to God again. And you will be able to say that God is reliable. is dependable. is the pillar. You know, uh, the part of the world I come from, they say, Obatoto Bojule, Obatoto Feinti. The God that you can rest on and you can be sure it's not going to you are the pillar that holds my life you are the pillar that holds my life master jesus Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. What bold things do you need to start praying for, my sister, my brother? What bold things do you need to start praying for right now? For some of us, the bold things we need to pray for is use me, oh God. Use me. I want to, I want to be used by you. Use me. I want to be filled with your power. I want to be filled with your glory. Use me. For, for some of us, it's, it's, it's make me bold. Lord, make me bold. Help me to speak the truth. I need to speak the truth. And for yet for others, you, you are saying, Pastor, because of unanswered prayers, I have been disappointed so much that I've actually I, I've given up on God, even though I, I come to church. But hmm, my faith is not as it used to be. I want to pray for you. I want to come back to God, Pastor. But you are saying, I have never given my life to Jesus. I want to put my faith in this God. I want to be able to pray bold prayers. You are in any of those two categories. Pastor, pray with me. Wherever you are seated, you don't need to come forward. I want to pray with you. Pull up your hand now and I will pray with you. 
right now. Pastor, pray with me. That is me. But I'm not being a problem. God bless you, sir. God bless you right there. God bless you right there. God bless you. Keep the hands up. 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 God bless you. God bless you right there. God bless you right there, my brother. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother over there. God bless you. That is me. I want to come to Jesus. That's me, my brother over there. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. My brother at the back, right at the back over there. I can see your hand. God bless you. That is me. That is me. That is me. Once you have the card, you can. God bless you right there, my brother. I can see you. But once you have the card, you can put down your hand and cry to God. Cry to Him. I, I put my faith in you afresh. I put my faith in you anew if you are coming to Him for the first time. The rest of us, what both things do you need to, be, to start praying for right now? I want to begin to think about it as, as you pray. If you are baptized in the Holy Spirit as you pray in tongues, I want you to think about it. What both things am I believing God for? Is it my health? Is it in my destiny? What's the one miraculous thing that if God does it, the world will change? Just pray. Just talk to him about this. Talk to him. Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord.